Go Loud presents Read the Room. I don't think you're different in either sphere, whereas I definitely am. I don't share shit, you personal shit online. No, you don't. So whereas, like, I would I openly tell you guys, I whatever. Like, people I trust, I, I'd share stuff I, I with. I don't want to hear any more of your fucking so personal think, shit. I'm sick of it, mate. Yeah, well, come out, read the room, Maya. This is about <laughs> fucking empathy, okay? <laughs> or sorry, read the fucking room. I'm Maya Dunphy. Oh, hello there. I am Paddy Courtney and you're very welcome to Read the Room. This is a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies and the stories of the week where somebody through either dumb luck or just being a bleeding dose failed to do just that. Bleed. I love how you say bleeding dose. Thank you. And this week, Paddy, our topic is, I'm not even sure how to describe it. It's empathy, competitive empathy. I've been thinking about this a lot Um because social media just throws it open to a whole new level. But it's, you know, when somebody, it's, it's when, when common ground becomes one-upmanship and competitive empathy. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Maya, because do you know what? I know what you're going through because my sister's auntie's husband's brother's son's cousin had the very same exactly. thing. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. I don't know what it's called, but for the sake of today's podcast, we're going to call it competitive empathy so come on people we don't need you to place yourselves in our shoes sometimes we just need people to listen read the room people and listen and nod it's just there is that kind of thing of like like you're if you're good at it, you know, you just lean the head to the side. No, 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 head tilting. No head tilting. nothing like that. Do you know who did? No I, I head think tilting. Princess Diana did honours empathy because she did that thing. Just she leaned and almost to a stage where she had a fucking creak in her neck. She was just leaning. I know she this is podcast. She kind of invented head, head tilting. But it was good. And maybe that was a sign the listener, of... listener, because is dramatically leaning his head <laughs> to the left. Actually, does it make a difference if you lean to the left or to the right? Like, if it's to the right, oh. kind of going, that's a... I actually don't give a fuck. Don't give a shit. <laughs> and, and should we be... My question, actually, to you is... Oh, God, here we should go. Should we... What would you rather? Someone who I'd says... So, you know, stop talking. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Be more empathetic towards <laughs> me and my plight. If, if someone to go... Like, as soon as you say, do you know what... Um, my cousin is going through cancer uh, trouble at the moment and they go oh my god I know the exact same thing you're going through because like um, my boyfriend's cat drowned once <laughs> and I go you fucking don't know what I'm going through like why why don't you just shut up would you rather though someone do the, try and do the one-upmanship or actually go do you know what I, I, I don't care Oh, Jesus, well, that was like an absolute <laughs> thundering prick. Here's the thing, Patty, to bring it back to basics for a second. You know, one of the one of the basic tenets of being a human is communication. And we want to communicate. We want to find common ground with people. And if someone that you care about, <clears throat> excuse me, or someone that even you don't know that well, someone says to you, I am going through a tough time. I think, you know, normal, decent humans, our first reaction is to try and, and empathise and find common ground and try and understand, which sometimes means putting yourself in their shoes. But actually what we need for, for the most part is for someone to just say, well, I'm here, like, li- let me let me listen. Yeah. So let me hear about your cousin rather than, I mean, I remember, God, when I first started telling people like that my marriage had ended and it wasn't a nice time for me and I waited a while till things had kind of settled a bit and when the first people I told said oh my god I know exactly how I feel do you remember when I split up with Dave and you go Dave Dave you rode on holidays for a week and you came home found out he was living with his girlfriend Tubber Curry no it's not the same thing I mean it's just no Dave did what with a Tubber Curry (laughs) (laughs) why did he split up yeah it's never going to work never going to (laughs) work 
But that's that the whole idea of like. But I'm guilty like, of it too, Paddy, and I've and I've yeah. done it, and I'm sure you've done it, and I will do it Let's again. Speak for yourself. <laughs> and I will do it again. And I think the world we live in now, again with social media, it just opens it up to a whole new level, and it lets people just if someone puts up a post saying that, let's just say, okay, um, one of the big thing I think is you know when it, when a pet dies. Now, if you're not an animal lover. There's nothing worse than someone saying, oh, I remember when my beloved dog, Missy, died and I had her for all my formative years. She was a family member. No two ways about it. I actually miss her more than I miss some people who've died. Do you miss Missy? Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, I remember I was in my first proper job after college and she was put down and it was awful. And we were going for a work lunch and I went to the loo, got a bit teary, composed myself, came back. And I remember this woman saying to me, I'm not a dog person myself, but like you seem quite sad, so it must be upsetting. I was like, oh, fuck off. Actually, do you know what? I get that. I, I, I actually, I, I, the fact that she, there was empathy there to, to open it with, I'm not a dog person, rather than go down the line, I know exactly what you're going through. No, but just First, say I'm sorry then. No. Paddy, you prick. <laughs> no, but just. I do, I love. Do- sometimes well, it's okay to say, I'm really sorry that you're sad. Or just say nothing. And just no. just be the listening head. Have a cocktail. <laughs> but it is, and that's the thing. It's, um, it's, it's when, to know, like, when to know when to listen and when to know when to offer advice. Oh Jesus! What's that? Fa- What's that thing? You gotta know when to hold him. Mister Solution is really the solution. No, that's not right. That doesn't make any. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> Just What's get a T-shirt, right? make it a thing. What is that? You can do anything. You can make anything a thing. Just put it on a T-shirt. I People didn't. go, Jesus, wonder. I don't know. It's something I heard at some point that but doesn't I'm, make any sense at all. So I'm always like, so I, I had to. Being the solution is not the solution, says Mister Solution. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what, Dee? Please leave in all the previous <laughs> shit that she's been spouting up to, up to the part where we got to I that part. I am very like, tired. Rather than, exact, I am very tired yeah. today. So, sociopath is a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behaviour. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said, like, okay, is that not a psychopath? But then a psychopath, then, is a person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behaviour. So, it goes up a yeah, see, a sociopath to, can often exist in society or in a workplace, and you don't really notice. Whereas a psychopath, they kind of rat themselves out by yeah, you've got a really long hair coming out of your chin. There, it's kind of it's not attached, is it? No, it's not. Oh, thank goodness, because it was just what? the way you're backlit. All right, what? Okay, it's fine. No, it's not attached. It's grand. You're supposed to empathise with me having that one long <laughs> hair. If you and pulled go, it and your chin you. kept coming with it, that would have been awkward. Or, I was winking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's connected to my eye. So, okay, moving well, on. Then, yeah. for, what is an empath? This fucking this is weird. In brackets, chiefly in science fiction. What? Yeah. And, and the same place I, I found out what sociopath, psychopath, empath is, chiefly in science fiction, a person with the paranormal ability to perceive the mental or emotional state of another individual. But why, is that science fiction? Why but, is that? I know. What were you looking at Wikipedia and you for Stranger Things? What are Just, you talking uh, about? Uh, the I'm thing right. about empathy is, and people often confuse empathy with sympathy. Oh. <clears throat> so, you know, for example, if... Somebody uh, falls and cuts their knee, and you can sympathise and go, "Oh!" But an empath, if you're if you're empathetic, you can genuinely feel what that person feels, and not everybody has that ability. What if you you're can just put yourself pathetic? in their shoes? If you're just pathetic, then just keep walking, pal. Okay. <laughs> keep walking. I'd like to help you, but I'm fucking I'm useless really, in this situation. Yeah, I don't really care. But it is actually uh, they're two very different things. Sympathy and, and people empathy. might think they're empathetic because they go, oh, I'm really sorry and do the head tilt. But if you're an empath, you actually feel other people's pain quite deeply. But, yeah, I, actually, well, maybe... Yeah, what, I think, no, I'm who, trying to think that as well. You're very I get emotional you're watching very, telly shows. 
Like even I had to stop watching programs like no. X Factor because I got fucking sucked in for the kind of no, that's, that this is, is a stupid show. No, this is ridiculous because look is, at that no. girl's in a wheelchair and her mother. Oh my god! And then I'm in. No, probably that is just pathetic. That, <laughs> is, that is just. Pathetic. But it's just. But like for shows, I naturally I find myself my emotional access is phenomenal. Um, I find it, I find it easy to put myself in those people's shoes, if you know what I mean. But oh, um, wheels in that girl's face. But also, I I do get to a stage where I don't. I, I can't abide by this, the the competitive nature of it. I just like, like if I'm sharing something with you, I'm trying to tell you something. And I do know people, friends of mine or there's actually relatives of mine that get a, like they cannot, they cannot listen to anything you say without relating it back yeah. to someone, without pausing and having a little think. I've just yeah. told you something. And it gets to a point where they're not even listening no. to the shit that you're going through because they're now in their mind, they clicked in, I can't wait to tell them about my thing, which is, if there was a, I don't know, a league table of how shit your situation is, they're down way down the bottom. They've been relegated. Which is the opposite of empathy. Yeah. The oh, opposite. exactly. Yeah. But yet they'll 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 sell themselves or they put themselves forward. Well, you know, I was quite caring because I I told them about this time I stubbed my toe. <laughs> she she got her arm amputated. Like, what's the fucking? So, yeah, I just. Can't but who are those people then? What is the word for them? <laughs> I love when you mention relatives and nebulously because you've got so many no one's ever going yeah, to identify themselves good, I'd yeah. have to be really careful my family are small and they go huh is that me yes yes it is sorry actually yeah and yeah no I can't but the thing is getting back to again everything now can be looked at through the prism of social media because it changes so much if you're on it but you know when you see somebody post up something like I said about their pet dying or about someone in their family becoming very ill or about a bereavement. And you, you, you'll see the, the replies literally divide into people saying, I'm really sorry, and a broken heart emoji <clears throat> or a hug or a kiss. And then the ones that go, oh my God, I know exactly how you feel. And it's like, stop people, stop, stop, stop. I had to do this as well earlier on. I uh, did the Google machine, not the same one that found out that empath was in science fiction. So are they trying to say it doesn't actually exist? So I, I don't know. I should stop Googling through Star Trek. But I don't anyway, understand why it's science fiction. But I, Yeah, I don't get it. But what I did was I actually went into Instagram and I did the hashtag empathy. And just did to see you? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work hard for this podcast, okay? So you bitches need to up your game, right? That's Jesus, all I'm saying. So, uh, so I, I did, morning. and there's a list. There, there's a whole, it goes down for ages. And the, the top one is just empathy itself. And there's two and a quarter million posts. The next one down is empathy matters. And it goes down, empathy quotes, all the way. And then there is empathy wines. Wines? Wines. With an H? No, no, no. That's what I thought it was for, as in... Is it a name for shop? Uh, no, there's just uh, people obviously empathise with others through the medium of drinking wine. Oh, so that, yeah. That's something I can get on board with. Yeah. Breakfast wine. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to have a shit day. It's only fucking eight o'clock in the morning. Doesn't matter. Studio wine. Yeah, <clears throat> anything under 4% is a breakfast But drink. it happens twice. So there's empathy wines and empathy wine. Uh, there should be empathy wine, shouldn't there? Why oh, there should. And then there's empathy and eyebrows. So like, is that people practising how to be empathetic? <laughs> Just a little raise of the eyebrow. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You, that's the wrong eyebrow. Oh. <laughs> uh, what's the other one? There? Empathy rocks. That, like, that oh, has Jesus. to be American. Oh, my God, man. Empathy oh, my God. Rocks, I empathise. Woo! My favourite hashtag to look up <clears throat> oh, Jesus. is the hashtag be kind. Because nine times out of ten, the people posting it, you click into their bio, it's like, be kind, hashtag be kind, kindness first. And their first tweet will be, I hope you rot in hell. <laughs> go, what the, f- the most angry people 
always have hashtag be kind in their bio. Oh, really? That's oh, brilliant. Oh, God, yeah. Or the people with their, the, the flag, you know, in their, if they have... Oh, Jesus, the flag you know, in the bio. Yeah. That's a, that's a sign. Like, you know, that I'm a proud a Irish flag. nationalist Republican, but I don't need to... Like, I'm Paddy. Like, it's very obvious. I'm a, a man in Ireland called Paddy. Fucking lazy parents. So I'm Paddy <laughs> Irishman. But like, I just think like that... You to have your siblings. Flag, we ran out of names. Anyways, was, yeah. There's actually two Paddies, aren't there? Like, what? <laughs> Paddy. <laughs> Paddy and Paddy. But the final one Paddy I got to the end of, there's hashtag sympathy week. I went like, oh, oh God, there's a, there's a, there was only 900. Oh. <laughs> so they didn't give a flying fuck about Sympathy it wasn't Week. Like, it wasn't like Dairy Week or those weeks to take <laughs> yeah. off. But there's always week, isn't sympathy there? Sympathy Week. You know, we have to, there's Dairy Week, there's Card Week, there's Lean Your Head to the Side Week. But I just think there's a hashtag for everything. There and is. I just thought the fact that if you have to go down the road of empathy hashtags, then we're in a lot of trouble rather than just emoting and letting people know which is what you just did but I still want to get on board <laughs> empathy wines <laughs> Go- Googleize it or put it into Google so there's, there's empathy wines and empathy wine I don't know there's some people who are able to kind of hold back just have the one and kind of go oh, I know what you're talking about and then if the empathy wines are kind of go oh my god I just let me take your I pain. I know exactly on. how you feel because I broke a nail last week. <laughs> but then has yeah, it got- my entire family died in a house fire. I know, I know. <laughs> I light a candle for you. <laughs> <laughs> but is like Paddy, how does the Irish effect change it? Oh, we are. This is the thing because we do tend to, <laughs> like, we embellish things in a wonderful way, don't we? Yeah. That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> we told them in here that we're interesting. All made up. It's all made up. Um, but we were talking about how we tend to just build things up and we communicate. It's brilliant. What was you saying about? What's your favourite oh, yeah. word? Oh, you can't have cancer without being riddled. Oh, riddled. Yeah. If you have a heart attack, cardiac arrest, you have a massive heart attack. Massive one. Or the, how was that cold you had last week? Oh, I was dying. I was dying. We love the hyperbole. We love the hyperbole. <laughs> I did a course a couple of weeks ago, a first day responders course, and it was brilliant. And the tutor was brilliant. He was a great guy. He was a proper paramedic. Um, really, really good guy. Really knowledgeable. Really no nonsense. But this lovely turn of phrase where he would use the way the way people use the word after. So he'd have the screen up. He's like, now, so for example, I mean, this guy here, he's after falling off a ladder. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next one, electrocution. Now, this guy's after electrocuting himself. And it somehow really minimises something that's so serious. And he goes, so if someone's after electrocuting themselves, like, make sure, like, if you get a a brush or a broom, no metal on to push them away from the source of the electrical current and it's going to just sweep them just, away and just yeah, out of and, sight yeah and then the next one now this fella's after having a cardiac arrest and it's almost like it's his fault like look what he's after doing and it just is that just Irish it's such a uniquely I Irish thing I'm only after Tommy Teresh but I don't well then is there like I I think the social media element of things has blown it up somewhat do you, do you think I saw Kevin Bridge, Bridges um, I love Kevin Bridges he's you know Kevin? Yes. Um, and he has a great piece on like putting something online, you know, clicks for likes. You go, oh, Nana, I miss you. You know, you're you're <laughs> ten years dead, kind of thing. And like, you know, I've become the man you want me to be. And he goes, like, fuck off, whoring out your dead, <laughs> Nana for likes. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> or the worst thing is if you post something that's kind of slightly nebulous and it's um Explain. worst day ever. So just face. think about stars. It's like, come on, come on, come on, ask me, oh, ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me. Okay, right, yeah. Has that changed? I think that used to be quite early doors in, you know. In the whole social media stuff, like oh lads, news or go, <laughs> you know, and dot dot dot. I'm gonna go. Fuck off! I've got shit to do. Come, hurry up and tell me. Like I just, you know, yeah, exactly. The best That's way to shit. do that though is to have the dot 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 
ellipsis which shouldn't be worn three dots ever just a little grammatical point there um, I oh really I can't help myself can I yeah some people think that if you add six dots it just makes it more re- relevant no it doesn't never oh I'm full, I'm full of the dots really yeah no. yeah and I don't I never like there's no prescriptive amount that I decide on going like oh seven dots make people like quite a little no Paddy it's an ellipsis if I held down my finger would it actually continue dotting yes it would oh my god Every day's a school day here. Dee, could you just what? could you do some dotting for me Are there, you please? Not aware of how she's dotting. Work? She's she's currently she's dotting. She's doing it. She's actually doing it. <laughs> it's happening. The cursor. Okay, did not know that. Nice one. Anyway, so the best way that would be to make big news. Guess what? Dot dot dot, and then just close your account down <laughs> and go abroad for a year. That would be a good thing to do. That would have an effect, wouldn't it? I know somebody who who does the they they start off by this, but they never finish it off. They go did 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 it. And they walk out of the room. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant. Do you know what I used to always do? I used to drive my Sorry, mate duh, mad. Duh, just for those who are waiting at home. Duh, duh. Um, drive my mate mad. I always go, well, there's a couple of things here. Number one, this, this, this. And Cash goes, you didn't say number two. You didn't say number two. If you're going to say two things, one, then say, so then I'd start pissing off saying, well, one, we can't make it. And B, I'd be saying, because that's even worse. <laughs> just to piss her off. So is there, are there jobs that make, you know, are there people that are a bit more empathetic than others? Yeah, it could be forced into it. Like hairdressers have to listen to this so much But they, they can shit. fake it. Here's the thing though, because people who are in caring professions, like nurses, like doctors to a lesser extent, but actually you have to be quite tough. And, you know, I've gone through a lot of illness and hospital stays in my family recently. And I, but I've, I always wanted to be a doctor. don't think I was smart enough. But actually, I remember my dad saying to me, you're actually probably not, tough enough and you can't when I was a kid I was always told to toughen up toughen up and you know when you accept that you can't I just wouldn't I wouldn't be someone who could deal with something awful like that and then switch off and go home and watch EastEnders or just if you're going to share the bad news do it in song both your parents are dead mate both your parents are dead (laughs) they're dead (laughs) but also then when you you hear do you know the the phrase um, they have a lovely bedside manner yeah. So then, like, I'm not sure I've ever come across I a prick think it doctor. Quite perverted. Yeah. So. Well, it does kind of bedside huh? manner. Sort of. Uh, just let me get under the sheets here. There, lovely. That. Yeah. You've a you've a headache. I'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. You know these robes are backless. But are yeah, they? I'm not even sick. <laughs> <laughs> are there doctors that are pricks? Then I don't have a like bedside manner. So it's, oh my it's god, yes, bedside. there are oh, loads. Okay, I've yet to meet them. Then okay. Have you? There's oh. a, yeah, there are plenty. They'll just come in and go, yeah, it's not good news. See, I'm on lunch break now. Bye, see you later. Oh. Now, they're probably, it doesn't mean they are not but brilliant doctors. But they're probably stressed to fuck. Like just, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Just, but I suppose if that's your job, in the same way that you can, if you're a politician, you've got to be able to relate. Like, politicians should have empathy. But they're probably not, if I check my notes again, are they sociopaths or are they... Footpaths. The wrong we've we've had a chat about the wrong people go into politics. Yeah. Like people who are genuinely good and caring with social awareness and people at the centre of <clears throat> what they want to achieve. But those people don't go into politics because you need the hide of a rhino. Would you go into politics? I was asked a few years ago. Um, I I don't love politics. I I don't think I would. Not. I'd love to be an advisor. I I think I, I would like well, that role. You know what we have? It's minister for optics and minister for. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? I'm minister for optics. And I'm minister, minister for for fuck's for sake. Fuck's yeah, sake. go down. So that's down. what I'd like to do. So yeah. no front facing role, no public engagements, just that. <laughs> Here, Maya, how will this look? It'll look fucking terrible. Don't do it. But it's just 
like yeah if they don't empathize because they, they do and we we've seen them we've seen people with great morals and, and great mm. ideas and great manifestos get into these positions and then the special handshake happens once you cross the they go native door. yeah I just go no no don't, don't we saw what you were saying brilliant love it great idea but come here come into this special room and it's la la I know and it's got no you, you just have to And that happens throughout the empathy. no names, uh, no company names here, but throughout the civil service, a lot of people go in, they're so determined to make strides and make change and they go, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to break the system down. Then they go in, they realise there's only so much they can do. So they go native and they go, okay, you know, I'll just take the money and the pension and the sick pay and ride it out. I thought Not you they just get naked in the, in the place. <laughs> Let's go native, everybody. Woo! Okay, clerical officer number seven. <laughs> Go down to Minister for Optics there. <laughs> Put your fucking clothes on. We've had this chat. But what other jo- taxi men, like taxi drivers, they have to listen to a lot of shit as well. Yeah, but listening to a lot of shit and being empathetic are not, are, are, they can be mutually exclusive. But they kind of nod your head and kind of go, yeah. But so, sometimes, have you ever had to t- tell somebody to shut up? A taxi driver to like talks too much. I, I just I just give them one word answers and stop talking. Now post COVID, it's easier to not chat to a driver. You, know, you have the screens and masks, and there'd be a guy going, "I've no idea what you're saying there, mate." But there's great taxi drivers who actually read the room, yeah, and they kind of get the vibe, when, like you know, kind of know when to. Chat, and sometimes when you to... want to chat to to a driver. Yep. Maybe at two a.m. on the way home, or maybe on the way to the airport. I am late, but <laughs> it's fucking three a.m. You fucking eat I know. Doesn't Uber have a thing in the app? When you're booking a driver, you can choose. I think it's Uber. It's oh, one of those. What? You can choose well, you can silence. Choose, well, you can choose, like, you know, I'm open for a conversation or I'm not. I did oh. not know that. I think there's a difference where if you get in, if there's a couple of you in the car and you're chatting. Yeah. And then the taxi driver interrupts. It kind of goes, oh, well, what you're doing wrong there is. What? No. Yeah. But there are, there are times when you get in and they go, so how was your day? And you go, fine, thanks. And you don't say, how was your day? You just leave it. And All then right. most taxis will say one more thing. Then they'll kind of go, they'll read the room, they'll yeah. read the cab and say, okay, this person doesn't want to chat. But it's when you get the ones that go, oh, Jesus, there's a lot of foreigners. No, stop! Oh, stop! Yeah. <laughs> Not the racist taxi driver. And you know what? You know, technically you are, I don't have a car, I don't drive, so I do get taxis from time to time. And you are, which I wasn't aware of until fairly recently. If there's a taxi rank, um, doesn't happen that much anymore because with COVID you had to kind of use your app and things. But if you get into the first taxi in a rank, which is what you're supposed to do, if that taxi, if it's dirty, if it smells, if the driver's rude to you, whatever, you are entitled to get out immediately and go to the next taxi if you want to. But I always felt too rude to do that. Sometimes you get in, you go, oh my God, and it's with stink of smoke or vomit or there'll be some, the taxi driver eating a sandwich, like, one sec now, I'll be with you in a sec, love, and you go, oh, bollocks, I can't get out. But you're paying the same as you would to be in a nice clean car. And I have, like, hypersensitive sense of smell, like hyper, hypersensitive. And, you know, those magic trees, Sometimes the magic oh, the tree air trees. freshness, yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes you get in, and the guy's got like seventeen. He never takes them off; just hangs another one on. The mirror's about to break under the weight of magic trees, and you go, "Oh my god!" And I find that like it's sensory overload for me. So I'll be like a dog, and my head out the window, going, "Be careful there, love." Yeah, it's grand, it's grand. The air going up my nostrils. I, oh. do you know what? I'm one of them. I'm not a taxi driver, but I, I collect a. I can't. You don't Chuck change out. your air I fresheners. I don't. I change them, but I just add to them because I'm thinking. I don't know if they've got residual smell from no, the one no, I just no, bought. Paddy, like, no. but then if you now the car's been cleaned today, also, I wonder will they chuck them out? They really should. Oh, like air fresheners only ever mask odors. So as far as I'm concerned, are. if your car is clean, then you don't need 
to be piling up the magic well, trees. See, I don't I'm, think, I'm disappointed. But we should have natural, like, how would you call them? Um, uh, native, let's go native again. <laughs> we should have natural native smells in our car and not pine. We're not like in a forest in Norway. Well, what's a native, so, like pigeons? Guinness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love to smell of Guinness. But a, uh, I used well, to, I, no, I, I used worked, to live down in Christchurch and I didn't. Yeah, so did I. Loved, no, I used to work, I used to live on Pier Street and I spent three months working for Guinnesses and I'd walk up um, up Pier Street, up Dame Street, up to uh, Thomas Street and on really still winter mornings. In my head, it was always that Christmas ad because I worked there oh, yeah. like November, December, January many years ago and uh, just to be clear, Dee is opening her bag. That's not me. <laughs> letting out... <laughs> Letting out a little, <laughs> a little Tommy squeak. Oh, um, she's something in her eye. I remember when I had uh, something in my eye oh a few God, years ago, yeah. and it was a lot worse than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't care about your ID. Sorry, dear. you're right I'm there. So sorry. No, you're I was right? trying to blink it out. You, know, you okay? Like, yeah. And then I was like, "Well, this is getting worse." So <laughs> you're right. But, yeah, it was just an eyelash. I thought you were giving me the glad eye there. I was seeing the winks there. I go, I'm in here. <laughs> that actually happened to me a few years. Oh, a few years ago. So Fucking thirty years ago, I went for. A job interview. Sorry, Maya, you were probably going on about something there and I interrupted you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Maya, the, you were going on. The smell but, of Guinness lingering in the air yeah. on a lovely frosty winter's morning in Dublin, you prick. That's okay, right, right yeah. No, I hate the, the bang of Guinness. I love the taste of it. I hate the bang of it. I went for an interview, four interviews for a simple credit control job and the first people were a, a, what you call it, recruitment agency and the notes that came back to my eventual boss was he was perfect for the job we we loved him he had all the right um, qualifications and had the same attitude but he kept winking at me all the way through the <laughs> and I was kind of thinking like that, that <laughs> chief a nervous wink <laughs> careful how you say that very nervous winker. Uh, no, what I had just got you know, contact that's lenses. Totally intended. I had just got contact lenses that week for the first time, and I, as I'm doing it, I'm chatting to them like that, and it was almost like I was trying to say, "I wish this was visual." That I was every time I was saying, "You know, can you do something such?" I am well into that. Uh, I was <laughs> like, "Fella down the country," Wink. saying like that. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. You know Wink. yourself. Yeah, what I know. Yeah, I can do that. What? <laughs> and I still got the job, but that's I was after I four was interviews. Nervously, I never do per- people nervous wink. They do. People? But there's nothing worse than a situation like an interview where you have to focus on somebody and you know when your eye starts twitching which I guess is, is a sign of being or you get an eye in your eye that's awful. Is that an empathy thing and as well? Being able you, to, I love eye contact. I love eye contact. That's when you contact. lose your train of thought and, and they you, say to you where do you see yourself in five years time and you go uh, my strongest uh, trait is listening. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I so work sorry. too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love those people. Just be go full go loud. You know, what, are your, what are your weaknesses and your strengths? Well I work too hard hard and you know I'll probably bang your wife <laughs> <laughs> which in your case was actually true once upon a time a I was a nervous winker <laughs> say that five times oh, but like who do they still ask those questions like what is your, so. your strength in me because I'm, I'm too honest what does that mean I fucking don't want this job yeah, bye yeah. gone yeah I'd be sitting in five years time I'd be sitting in your seat there I think Pal. wasn't there a big thing with all the tech companies now that have these really nuanced clever ways to interview people now you know, there's, there's, oh, there's. I'd love to now, do. I've it. never worked for a tech company, but I remember this thing going around saying how to nail a job at Google. Like, here's the questions you will be asked, and there's a whole lot of stuff going around. And those kind of old school ones of where do you see yourself in five years' time, which is such a ridiculous question. Where he's like, I want to get this job. I want to pay my bills and see where I can go here, or strengths and weaknesses. And it's almost like it's a bit like. Do you remember when you go to confession as a kid? 
and you'd have to think about. I, I used to lie because I, I, I go, I've nothing to say. Hundred percent. So you're walking, you're going, okay, I'll, I'll make it. I don't want to do more than ten hail marys. So what I'll say is, I stole fifty people in mum's purse, but I never did because I had nothing. I don't. I row at my brother, and I didn't yeah. clear my plate because it doesn't matter. It, they're going to wipe the slate clean afterwards anyway. Like, but also I didn't do genius. anything that bad. Yeah. But then I'd come out and go. Now I've lied to the priest because I didn't steal. And he goes. Okay, ten Hail Marys, my time. Go, okay. And it's a bit like that with the strengths and weaknesses because, you know, if I'm at, you don't want to be caught in the hop. So you go, okay, strengths and weaknesses, just, just weaknesses, weak bladder. No, don't tell them that. <laughs> I mean, I, but you end up making things up, just trying to sound I'm not good like at the right person. <laughs> just, just. I call things how they are and those, that bang, those bangs don't suit you. <laughs> And those shoes and that top, fuck's sake, man! Just I used to go in, I used to curse in the in the confession, because like you? it was that cheeky way of getting away. A child saying a curse word. Now we had a brilliant priest uh, in our local parish all those years ago, and it was like you know this week I said fuck, yeah. and he was like, oh, Paddy, like, I was almost trying to make them up again. Like yeah. which ones you can get away? So I said cunty bollocks. <laughs> No, you didn't. I know I didn't, but like I just want the same for the you. Like, but you remember you were sitting in the pew with the other kids, and then you'd hear the kind of come from the confessional, and then the door would open, and then you move up the pew, and you're one closer, and you're going, "Fuck, fuck, fuck! What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I?" Gonna... Oh, I always found it monumentally difficult. Hated it. There was one. And you're kneeling down then on the little kind of dusty, <laughs> dusty velvet cushion, and I was always so small that. And you know when he talked to the person on the other side, then you'd hear the. Uh, the little door close over yes. and then you'd know you probably had You're five on. seconds until yours opens. Oh. We had one there. So Dunny Carney Church had the one on on either side. And the panic and sometimes you could hear and he goes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And go, for fuck's sake, you're still going on. I saw it was an element going in. What have you t-? like, and you go, like that's who stole my own prick. <laughs> but there was a thing we used to play then, there, there was a hole in the roof of our one. There was only a tiny square. But we used to have kind of Flick spits in it, trying to flick the spit up and catch it. Just bored, sitting there like. And then you were so engrossed in trying to show off to your brothers outside. God, I remember it being pitch black, just pitch black until the little door slid open. To be fair, like and you'd okay. hear the. <sighs> <laughs> no, no, I don't, no, no. That, Actually, that. we didn't. No, we did have one creepy priest, but uh, he wouldn't have been into girls now, so I was Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, My, no names, no names. But it was like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been ten weeks since my last confession. Do you remember all that? Ten weeks? But the whole idea... I don't know how long it was. But actually, but this, this, it leads into this whole idea was, of empathy. you did it before your, your first communion, yeah. which I did when I had six, which means, oh my God, my little boy is six. Imagine making him go into a dark box yeah. to tell There's a strange do it man. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think Maybe I'd, people can tell us. You you can you can go to confession by choice. I don't know if, if kids are forced to go before communion. Communion's just a big day out now, isn't it? Cha ching. The amount of people I know who wouldn't go to mass from one year to the next, not even on Christmas Day, and especially now post COVID, any excuse for party and now it's the communion. The communion. Can you remember where you went for your communion dinner? See, my like, oh, I wanted like I wanted to go full Lady Diana for my communion <laughs> dress and my mum isn't religious and my dad would have been raised Catholic but was slightly lapsed so you know I did my first communion but my dress was very simple I was raised oh well I went to Arnott's Cafe did you? yeah <laughs> I think my ma had points on, on the Arnott's card or something like that wow though, there. we may have gone to Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel oh fuck for a buffet <laughs> now, I'll see your Arnott's Cafe and I'll raise you Arnott's is pretty posh But it's funny because, you know, empathy is sometimes just trying to find common ground with people. I was so bad. 
I still am. But when I was younger, if I liked a guy, whatever he was into, I would just try and morph into the kind of person that I thought he would want me to be. So it's like, oh, you, oh, you like Morrissey? Entire back catalogue bought in a week and listening to it. <laughs> Double decker. Bus. I love Morrissey. Spurs. Oh, yeah, I got the whole kettle on. Quick. Leg it to lifestyle sports. Yeah, I always wear Spurs and knickers. Oh, yeah. And, that's, and I still, I, I try to now go, okay, I am enough. It's enough just to be me. But what what, what do you like? What it's do you like? Of, yeah, so yeah. I can what can I do? Learn all about it. But there is the kind, of, and, but also with accents as well. We do like I'm. You a, do that. I'm a horrible for it. Like going on holidays, and I've gotten trouble with this before. Like going to the Caribbean or the Caribbean, <laughs> whatever, and just like I'm there an hour, and I'm going like that. Oh, you know, chill out, man. And like going, what? <laughs> You're from Northside Dublin. You fucking Egypt. Like, uh, or when a builder comes around, or a man comes around to fix something in your house that you feel such like you're so used to this kind of going what, like what does it need I just need an old nail in the wall there and go like that who are you and it became talking to the mechanic you can't just say I have a problem with my engine oh you see I think the flux capacitor is busted and you've got that and go where did you get the fucking accent from so it's is, is it our way of trying to ingratiate our way yeah, into that's, that's people pleasing as well because sometimes people think that's taking the piss. It's actually not taking the piss. It's well, it's also having a musical ear, which you have too. Um, but it is actually people pleaser. Because it's same with me. Like often people go, "Oh, you're from Doggy Posh Cow," and you go, "Well," you start to go, "Well, I'm not actually from Doggy, and I'm not from the posh bit. Just leave me alone." So depending on who I talk to, you, I'll become more Dublin or less Dublin. It's funny though, because you know, in somewhere like London, they can't place us. All right, you yeah. could be from. Fingless or Fox Rock and they couldn't tell the difference in your accent. Isn't that how Terry Wogan Yeah, and they, but they hate it because classes. they they love pigeonholing people. Yeah. So they'll ask you what school you went to, where you're from, and they will go, Okay, working class part of this, working class school or pot. Whereas if you say you went you're from a certain part of Dublin and you went to this school, they just can't place you. I think that's really funny. That's mm. well even worse they're like more still up the north like are you a Protestant or Catholic? Okay, I'm a Hindu. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Hindu? What's a Hindu? Leads eggs. <laughs> I can't okay, believe you made that joke. I did. I can't believe you bought it. I can't believe I let you do it. I stopped you. <laughs> You're just trying to please God's Maya. sake, Paddy, can't you see I'm already dead? Just <laughs> someone stop him. <laughs> I can see it in slow motion. In order to get people to read the room, are we saying just listen now? So like, you know, people are trying to have an empathy off and kind of, if someone starts telling you shit that they're going mm-hmm. through, should you just get to a stage of Stop, listen, or ask them, how can I help you out, rather than stop for a second, rather exactly. than going, oh, I know what you're going through because... Yeah. What I was trying to say earlier was being the solution is not always the solution. So if in doubt, what they say is take a, take a deep breath, count to five, and just say, I'm really sorry, tell me about it. And wow. let them talk. Okay, I'm going to try sometimes, and sometimes, sometimes you actually die. I know this from my own experience. You just want someone to listen and say, that sounds really shit, and I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's enough sometimes. I think, I think I'm good at that. It's, it's just it, like offering the I'm sorry first. You are and, Which actually. is you engaging then to be able to, I think it was something, I don't know who gave, I'm not even sure it was Malik, you know, but somebody brought him, he, the difficult thing to, to say is sorry. Yeah. But, like, but then even more difficult is meaning it. Mm. So you can, you can chuck it out quite quickly and kind of go, oh, oh sorry, I hit you in my car. Like, did you? Did you really? <laughs> you were kind of drinking and texting at the time. Like, but rather than, like if somebody tells you something, I'm sorry you're going through that. And, and and pause for a second without going because, oh, because. I tell you that's the time I lost in Scrabble God, no that's nothing to I do. got an out of date bag of crisps last week <laughs> devastating 
Don't forget, we love hearing about people failing to read the room. We're just empathetic that way. So if you spot something or someone in need of our attention, then let us know at readtheroom at goloudnow.com or find me on Twitter at Maya Dunphy. But not to insult me, please. Are you talking to me directly? Okay, all of you. Okay, just right. leave me alone. <laughs> and I am at uh, Paddy C. Courtney on Twitter and Instagram. I've, I've no followers. You've loads of followers. I don't. Like, it's just the, the people, I think they want me to get involved in scraps and shit and I don't do it. Anyway, I'm at Paddy C. Courtney. Uh, thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, do make sure to rate and review the show and tell everybody about us because we're going to get cancelled soon. So, you know, the sooner you come on board, the better. What does the C stand for this week? Compassion or cancelled? What is it? Let's go. Or... <laughs> GoLoud presents Read the Room, a podcast written, hosted and researched by Maya Dunphy and Paddy Courtney and produced at GoLoud Studios. Executive produced for GoLoud by me, D-Ready. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check it out too. And if you're feeling extra kind, please do leave us a review that will help people like you find our podcast. And don't forget, if you think anyone or anything is in need of the Read the Room treatment, then you can let us know at readtheroom at goloudnow.com. We'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled by then. It's Thursday. Come yeah. on, it's time to get don't the car washed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to think what kind of a, what a euphemism, what kind of that would be. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I see that now. Here comes the spray. Or spit and polish. It's it's all there. Today we're talking about car wash. Lovely wax. Exactly wax. (laughs)